0: do this you can ban chokeholds you can but you, but beyond that you have to teach people how to de-escalate circumstances de-escalate so instead of anybody coming at you the first thing you do is shoot to kill you shoot them in the leg is the former vice president joe biden talking about what police should do when faced when they're facing armed assail, armed and dangerous assailants just shoot them in the leg you know works in hollywood why not This is, of course, the same Joe Biden that several years ago, in 2013, shortly after the Sandy Hook massacre, who was giving an interview, and I don't remember who he was talking to, but he was in the context of nobody needs an AR-15 and nobody needs 30 rounds, said that all you need is a double-barreled shotgun, and then proceeded to tell America that the advice he gave his wife was to go out on the balcony and fire two blast to scare off any would-be criminals. It was such a momentously boneheaded thing to say that there's an artist named Darren Chris that <laughs> did a hilarious music video to that actual video of of, of Joe Biden in his interview. He I'm not sure how he does this, this is a bit beyond my skills. But he superimposed himself sitting next to the vice to the then vice president, and he's got a guitar and he's playing some music. And he turns, this, this super talented. I tell you what, l- just give it a listen uh, right here. I have two shotguns on my home. They're locked in a safe. There's a metal gun case. We live in an area that's wooded. Somewhat secluded And I said, Jill, if there's ever a problem Just walk out on the balcony And fire two blasts outside the house Buy a shotgun, shotgun. Buy a shotgun You don't need a machine gun You don't need 30 rounds Buy a shotgun Buy a, a shotgun. double shotgun No, you don't need a flamethrower And you don't need a tank you don't need an AR 15. Scare those thugs away. No, and I don't need a grenade launcher. I don't need an F 15. And it does continue further on beyond that, but you get the idea. Uh, that, the higher pitched voice uh, was obviously not Joe Biden. That was Darren Chris. If you want some really good entertainment, I highly suggest you go to YouTube and find that video. It is so much fun. It is so much fun. <laughs> I'm laughing just thinking about it. But anyway, but let's go back to let's go back to the whole premise of shooting him in the leg. Um does first off, is that even a viable thing to do? Is I mean, you see it happen in Hollywood all the time and to be honest with you, Hollywood is who I blame for that idiotic mentality. You know, but is it really a viable option? Well, uh, let's assume that you have someone that has tree trunk size legs, okay? So, at least they have bigger legs. The legs are still moving, okay? A lot of people don't understand this, but in a life-or-death situation, such as someone attacking you uh, with a deadly weapon or violence being inflicted upon you, your body is going to dump a huge rush of adrenaline into your system. Now, this allows you to perform physically strenuous tasks, such as running or fighting at your peak performance in preparation for either fight or flight. It's really awesome for that. And kind of on a side note, it's really neat. It kind of makes it seem as if time slows way down, which is why you have some people that are combat junkies because they may not like the actual combat, but they love the physiological response that they get, you know, or adrenaline junkies, people that do extreme sports. You get the idea. So, what does that, what is that uh, rush of adrenaline do? It impairs your fine motor skills. Now, for fighting or running, this doesn't really matter all that much because you don't need fine motor skills for those, but you'd have a very hard time tying your shoelace or accurately manipulating a firearm. Mm-hmm. This is why everyone that's gone through any sort of any like quality training, police, military, contractors, my world, are trained to shoot center mass. They're not trained to shoot to kill. I'm getting tired of hearing that. There's no such thing as a kill shot. Okay, There are people that survive headshots, and there are people that die by getting shot in the leg. There's no such thing as a kill shot. There's no such thing as a wounding shot. So let's just get that out of the, out of the way. Get that out of your vocabulary. Kill shots do not exist. You're trained to shoot to eliminate the threat the reason you shoot center mass is because it is the largest area of the body and gives you a much greater chance of actually hitting your target under extreme duress another argument that you hear made in this same arena is well well I understand that he needed to shoot but why did he did he really have to shoot seven rounds or 10 rounds or, or 15 rounds you know what ask anyone who's ever been in a firefight and they'll tell you. I have no idea how many rounds I fired, unless they train to round count, which is oddly enough something that that I'm required to do is as a as a as a contractor. I, I round count when I shoot, and I've turned that into a habit when I go train at the range, uh, even in my civilian even in a civilian capacity. Most people don't do that. Most people don't have a requirement to do that, and they don't think about it. So, they they don't know how many rounds they fire. Most of them don't even hear a single round after the first one. They, and, and, and in recalling the event later on, which remember that huge dump of adrenaline has physiological responses and affects the way you recall those incidents. They'd be like, man, I think I fired like two or three rounds and turns out they emptied their magazine, you know, 15, 17, 19 rounds, however many they hope 30 rounds oh, it's pretty hard to dump 30 rounds and not realize it unless you're just in a major protracted firefight. But, you know, it's a little tangential. You know, they they have no idea. That's because your body is not paying attention to those particular things unless you specifically train for it. And additionally, the number of rounds is actually meaningless. People like to focus on it. Remember I talked uh, uh, um, at some point, they like to pick Find details that are irrelevant And make them the most important uh, Part of the conversation Which is actually kind of a reductio ad absurdum But they If you're actually authorized lethal force The number of rounds is irrelevant Because you're shooting to eliminate the threat Okay, now it could take one shot It could take ten shots if you shoot somebody and with two shots and they go down they say say someone's charging at you with a gun and you pull out your firearm and you shoot them. And and this is the same rules apply for civilians too, not just police. But you pull you pull out your well with a couple of very limited exceptions the same shooting rules, the same criteria that must be met that authorizes deadly force is the same. Now police can In limited circumstances, shoot fleeing suspects, whereas civilians in the main cannot. Okay, that's a there's a Supreme Court case that that deter that settled that in a a Tennessee v. Garner. But um, where's I going? Oh, yeah. So, so say you say you have an armed assailant armed with a handgun and he's and he's coming at you and you pull out your 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 sidearm and you fire at him and they go down. But they're still moving, their arms aren't incapacitated, and they still have the gun in their hand. Are they still a threat? Yes, they are. And you can continue shooting until the threat is eliminated. Now, same scenario with a knife, not so much. I mean, the dude's probably not going to pick it up and throw it at you Steven Seagal-like from the ground. So, once he's on the ground, the threat is eliminated. If he gets back up and grabs that knife and starts coming at you again, boom, the threat is there again and you can re-engage. That's how that works. That's how the law works at that. Or uh, works in that situation So because, because of that Sometimes you may see an officer Shoot somebody that's still on the ground Like he didn't have to shoot him Well maybe he did You don't know Okay you got to take in the totality of the circumstances Now there's a there's, there's some more here So uh, shooting at a protruding appendage Such as an arm or a leg Can easily be just as lethal There are large arteries that go down Each that if severed Can easily lead to people bleeding out In a matter of minutes If you've seen the movie Black Hawk Down or read the book, you know that Corporal Jamie Smith from the uh, from the Ranger uh, from the uh, uh, Bravo Company, Seventy Fifth Ranger, Third Battalion, Seventy Fifth Ranger Regiment. Jesus, getting that all messed up. Uh, He was killed on October third, nineteen ninety three, when a bullet tore his femoral artery after he was shot in the buttocks. They do strange things when they hit bones, man. It's called lethal force. No matter what, if you pull out your firearm and, and even in, in Indiana, if you point your firearm, that is considered the same as using lethal force. So the requirement to point your firearm is the same as it is to pull the trigger in Indiana. But if you pull the trigger, that is lethal force, regardless of what you're aiming at, that is considered lethal force because to use it could very well result in death. Now, Third, shooting to wound is right up there with firing warning shots in the, legal, in the legal arena. Now, let me give you an example. In 2012, in Florida, Jacksonville, Florida, uh, there was a woman, Marissa Alexander, who was sentenced to 20 years in prison for firing a warning shot because her ex-boyfriend or ex-husband, uh, something like that, had broken into the house and, and or her apartment, excuse me, and was getting ready to attack her and she didn't want to kill him she fired a warning shot. Well she got 20 years. Now I don't know if if her sentence has been appealed or or what have you but she got 20 years. Case law precedent has been set that makes it a legal argument for a prosecutor Um, to say that a person defending themselves with a warning shot or wounding shot did not fear for their lives and therefore were not authorized to use lethal force in the first place, which makes their shooting completely illegal. Now I've already talked about, I blame Hollywood, but yeah, it's shooting to wound or I would include disarm in this conversation is not a viable option. Shooting smaller targets such as arms, legs or weapons in one hand in one's hand, excuse me, is hard enough to do in a controlled environment like a shooting range. Add to the fact that those arms and legs are moving and remember the whole adrenaline dump thing that impairs your fine motor skills, makes a wounding or disarming shot nearly impossible to successfully pull off. Now lastly, Police and civilians are responsible for every round they fire. Even if they're not legally responsible or they're cleared by a jury of their peers, I guarantee you they're going to hold themselves responsible if a stray bullet kills a little kid. I would. If they fire their weapons at a threat and miss and their round hits an innocent bystander, they might, have, they might actually have to answer for that in the legal arena as well. Coupled with the fact that it is highly improbable that they will be successful, uh, I refer to my last point, so that's why they aim center mass. That's why no one ever shoots to wound. Vice President Biden is just straight wrong here. It's plain and simple. And if he really believes that, I hope he's telling his Secret Service detail, "Hey, if someone attacks me, just shoot him in the leg." We'll see how well that works. I wonder how what their response is going to be. I bet you there's a lot of eye rolling. Moving on, Jeffrey Tubin will probably return to CNN. After he got caught treating his body like an amusement park. Come again, in English, please. Is that not what the article says? Oh, you're right. Hang on. Uh, Jeffrey Tubin will probably return to CNN after masturbation scandal dies down, insiders say. What? According to Fox News, CNN star Jeffrey Tubin is taking time off after he was suspended by the New Yorker magazine. For allegedly masturbating dur- during a Zoom call with his colleagues. Hmm. Okay, that's 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 a lot to take in. Apparently, he didn't know. Like, uh, from what I understand, and this article doesn't cover this. It just has the best headline. I had to go with it. Um, I read in another article that he was on this call with this Zoom call. And at the same time, he was trying to do like some sort of of like sexting video call, or I don't even know what you call that these days. Uh, but he was he was doing some other flirty, some other stuff on another video call, and he was trying to bounce back and forth between the two. Kind of screwed up, zigged when he should have zagged, and then you have uh, his his colleagues be like, uh, "I can see your penis, dude." I think that's a direct quote. <laughs> I think it is. Or it's pretty close to a direct quote. The best the best uh analogy I can make to this is you guys remember back in the day when when uh we would have uh, like three-way calling and you'd be like you'd be on the phone with, with somebody your girlfriend or whoever a, a friend you like better than the one that was calling in you hear the beep beep I'm like uh oh, hang on i got another call you click over like hello it's like yeah man this is brad hey man i just want to know you know i want to talk or something and also you're like oh hang on brad man I got, i'm on the other call um i need to i need to go t- i need to talk to them I'm like oh that's cool and then you press the button he's like oh yeah Yeah, that was Brad. God, he's so annoying. His voice just drives me up the wall. Sounds like nails on a chalkboard, and all of a sudden you're like, uh, bro, this is Brad. Awkward! (laughs) I'm sure he'll be fine. He works at CNN. We have a presidential debate coming up tomorrow. I don't think I'll have... I don't think I'll have that content broken down and ready until maybe Monday. Def- i definitely not going to have it by by um, Friday. So, here's the thing: the presidential uh, uh, commissioned uh, the whatever the, that organization that runs the debates. Um, why can't I think of the name of them? Well, they did a rule change uh, last minute again and unilaterally, <laughs> and the rule change was that the moderator now gets a mute button. mm Hmm. Now, on phrase on. First glance and face value, this does not sound like a good idea. Because, well, anyway, it does not sound like a good idea. However, according to the debate commission, this is only supposed to be applied during the first two minutes of each segment in which each candidate is supposed to get two uninterrupted minutes of talk time. I'm actually okay with that. Trump signed off on it. Biden signed off on it. And as long as it is fairly applied... You know what? That's okay. Uh, the microphones are supposed to be up after those, after those first two-minute segments, and, and they should be able to debate. Now, I don't, I don't know that I trust the moderators to actually follow that rule. They've shown incredible bias uh, in the past, and <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying I foresee a possibility of that getting greatly abused. I might be wrong. I hope I'm wrong. However, just in case, here's what I think President Trump should have ready to go. He should have a bullhorn under his podium. So that way, when all of a sudden he's like, Yeah, well, what about your, your sons? You can't stop this. Everybody can still hear me. I have a bullhorn. He won't do that, but... You know what? He should take my advice. And I'm telling you what, President Trump, if you're listening, which I know you're not, but that'd be so cool if you were. Um, if you're listening, that's exactly what you should do. Uh, you should just go ahead and hire me as 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 your, uh, as your um, debate prepper or maybe a campaign manager. I'm sure I could probably do a decent job. <laughs> no, I couldn't. But it would be a lot of fun. Anyway, uh, it, yeah, if he were to do something like that, hands down, declare him the winner right then and there. Joe Biden just walks away going, game over, man. It's game over. Indiana has its own debate, its gubernatorial debate. On the stage last night was Governor Eric Holcomb, obviously the incumbent, and challengers Democrat Woody Myers and Libertarian Donald Rainwater. I haven't broken down the analysis of that. It will be coming in tomorrow's show, but I am up against the clock right now, and I just want to leave you with that. I am the Nerdy Merc. It's You can reach me at nerdymirc at gmail.com. Number is 317 978 Nerd. That's 317 978 6373. You can also find me at the Nerdy Merc. Uh, on Facebook and YouTube at nerdy Merc on Twitter and parlor and nerdy Merc 79 on Instagram. You can also find me wherever you find your podcast or most of the places so far. If your podcast host doesn't yet have me be patient. I am coming soon. Make sure you go there, subscribe, follow me, give me a like, and above all, tell your friends because I don't grow. If you don't share nerdy Merc out.